The following is a presentation of the Open Door Bible Baptist Church and Pastor Chris Tice. For more audio and video content, please check us out on the web at www.opendoornj.org. You have your Bibles if you would turn to Mark chapter number 16, the book of Mark chapter number 16. And it is a great joy to be with you again. And as I leaned over, um, I whispered to the pastor, I said, I remember being here last year, and I remember it was, being, it was dark outside uh, during the evening service. I said, Did, you know, was the service like a lot later last year, or, or are we on a fast track right now? And he said, no, it was at 6 o'clock, and so, you know, it's, we moved it to 5 o'clock. How many like the 5 o'clock service? We're not taking votes. We're not going to change it, but I was just wondering where you're all at, because we moved our services to 5 o'clock. And uh, how many find that you, you, it's a rush to get back to church? But you kind of get gypped on your nap. All right? Now, listen, I know some of you are going to nap during the service, and that's okay. All right? Because what you're doing, you're saying, you trust me. Okay? I'm not going to say anything that's not doctrinally correct, so you're going to take a little nap, and that's okay. Go ahead. The ones that stay awake, those are the ones I don't trust. All right? And they got their pens out, and they're saying, okay, I want to see what he says. I want to make sure it's right. Uh, but I'm so glad you're here. We have, we've had a great time. And uh, thank the Lord for your pastor and his wife and his family, and uh, we've just enjoyed them. And, and as he was kind of talking about the different groups of people that he was thankful for, he missed two groups of people. Number one, he forgot to thank the people that made the coffee. All right? So I don't know who you made the coffee yesterday or this morning. Uh, from me to you, great job, okay? And then also, I'm thankful for your pastor. I'm thankful that, that he has a heart to, to please the Lord, to honor the Lord, and to challenge you to walk in the steps of the Savior. And, uh, and so always be thankful that you have a pastor that's challenging you and it's, that's encouraging you to, to keep moving forward in your Christian life. And, uh, and, and never take that for granted. Uh, a lot of pastors have kind of just thrown it in neutral, and they're kind of coasting until the rapture takes place. Uh, be thankful that you have a pastor that has it in overdrive, and it's encouraging you to, hey, the Bible says, occupy till I come. And, uh, and listen, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be occupying, and we need to be serving and reaching and loving and, 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 and ministering to people until the Lord calls us home. And be thankful. Don't take your pastor for granted. Um, you know, be willing to always write him a thank you note. Remember his birthday, his anniversary, and and Christmas time, just remember those special times that as a church that you could pull aside and just say thank you. And uh, you'd be surprised how many people don't thank the pastor. So be a church that uh, holds his arms up and lets him know um, that, that you appreciate him and that you love him. And uh, that would be a great blessing. I, I heard my wife did a great job. I heard she was preaching. I heard she forgot to hit the pulpit, though. And uh, so she's going to come and finish her message tonight for us. And no, uh, she won't. But uh, turn your Bibles to Mark 16. Let's stand together. And aren't you glad you're saved? And uh, the pastor's talking about the different, you know, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful for God's presence. You know, thankful that he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Man, I'm thankful for that. Man, when you venture off to work tomorrow, guess what? God is going to be with you. He's going to be there right with you. Man, on your commute, on your, your job site, whatever you're doing, 
God is right there with you. Boy, I tell you what, that's a blessing. And it also reminds us, boy, we need to live for the Lord because he's right there with us. And uh, that's a great blessing. Mark chapter number 16, we'll look at one verse tonight, verse number 15, where the Bible says, and he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Father, I pray that you'd help us to, to be faithful in fulfilling your commission. Lord, if you didn't have a job, a task, a mission for us to accomplish, once we got saved, you could just take us home. Take us home to glory. But because you have a mission for us, a purpose, I pray that as believers, that we would be devoted to it that we would always understand, I've got a reason to shine. It's so that others might see Christ in me. I pray that you'd use us individually, even this week, to introduce somebody to our wonderful Savior. And I pray that this message would prepare our hearts for that task. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. How many of you have ever got fired up, enthusiastic about a task? Maybe it was something that you were kind of just looking forward to, and, and boy, you were just excited about it, and, you know, it might be like a vacation. You know, you, you start planning. Maybe you want to, you know, visit California and go to Disneyland and, and uh, maybe San Diego, and you get excited about that. And you realize, boy, for, for, for that desire uh, to become a reality, Boy, there, there's kind of some nuts and bolts that need to come together. I mean, you're going to have to you know, start saving some money, put some money aside, and uh, realize, you know, if we're going to have that, that vacation, we've got to prepare for that. Well, boy, it's exciting about that. And I, and how, how many of you get excited about going on a, a weight loss, you know, diet? You know, my wife is, is amazing. She comes up with these amazing diets that she puts me on. And uh, she does all the research and says, okay, now this is the newest and the greatest diet. You'll lose 30 pounds in three days. And uh, that's all you have to do. You'll cut two legs off, and there you go. You got your 30 pounds cut off. But, you know, I, I've been on the South Beach diet, diet. I don't know if you ever heard that. That's not a bad diet. And then you had the, the Atkins diet. That was, you know, about five years, ten years ago. Boy, that was a big one. And then she put me on a cabbage soup diet. You know, you know, you think about cabbage soup. Now I thought, okay, that, you know, I'm thinking, okay, what do we have for breakfast? You know, do we have pancakes and bacon and, and a sausage and, and cabbage soup? No, you know what we have for breakfast? Cabbage soup. And then for lunch, you know, I thought, you know, In-N-Out burgers. How many of you never had an In-N-Out burger? Are you guys talking about these Philly steak cheese, you know, sandwiches? You think, wow, you got to have one. Hey, listen, In-N-Out surpasses that. It's like night and day, let me tell you, all right? But listen, I thought, well, in and out, double-double, grilled onions, you know, animal style, with fries and a chocolate shake and a Diet Coke, amen? And, um, and that with cabbage soup. No, cabbage soup for lunch. So I'm thinking, you know, there's got to be, you know, a little treat, at least for dinner. You know what she served me for dinner? Cabbage soup. And I'll tell you what, I've got a really bad attitude about cabbage soup. 
All right? And, and you know, you, you realize that, boy, I need to trim off some weight. But a lot of times, you know, the, maybe I do pretty good from about 8 o'clock in the morning to about 1130 in the afternoon. And then I had those hunger pains. And then, you know, forget the diet. Give me an In-N-Out burger. But, you know, you think about, you know, the law, you're just losing some weight. And you think about a vacation. But how about soul winning? How about wanting to reach your coworker? How about that desire of reaching that family member or that neighbor or really just anybody with the wonderful message of Jesus Christ? Now, now, now we think about it. We, we have that desire in our hearts that, yes, we, we, we know that the Bible tells us to, you know, to go out into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We understand it. We know it. And, and we're even kind of excited about it. But sometimes our excitement does not translate to reality. Sometimes something happens, something from that getting excited about doing something kind of, excitement kind of wears off, kind of fades away. And we're not following through what God is doing in our hearts and our lives. Your heart even aches when you think about that loved one, that friend, that neighbor, because if that person dies, you, in your heart, you kind of you know that apart from Christ, they're going to spend eternity separated from the Lord forever and ever. Now, we all have good ideas, and, and they're just that, good ideas. Lofty goals, big dreams. The question that we need to really wrap our minds around is how can I make this dream this desire, this, this goal of reaching people become a reality. Why don't I witness more faithfully? I want to. We would even say we have the heart to. And we would even say we even have a good idea how to share the gospel. So what's stopping us? give you a couple words. This is our introduction just to think about our lives. I was sharing with the men this morning in our Sunday school hour that Jesus Christ came into this world that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. And I believe that God wants our lives to be an abundant life, a satisfying life, a life that is overflowing, a life that is really an adventure. We need to view our lives as an adventure. God is working in people's lives all around us. And we need to realize that God wants to use us individually to bring his message to a lost and dying people. Now here it is, folks. We don't know who God is working in already. We have no idea. We, we might have bumped shoulders with them this morning, maybe out in the community someplace. But do we take a moment and think, okay, why did God bring that person across my path? For what reason? What purpose? But if each of us, if we leave this place this, this evening and say, you know what, I'm going to view my life as an adventure, that tomorrow morning, just like Jesus, we, he, Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which is lost. And so if each of us would say, you know what, I'm going to seek I'm going to look for that person 
that God would bring across my path so that I might share the gospel with that person. Now, now, now think about it, folks. Listen. The greatest thing we can do on planet Earth right now is introduce somebody to Jesus Christ. Think, what, what, what better thing could you do? Now, hey, if I had my checkbook in and, and it wrote you a check for $1 million, that'd be pretty awesome. But guess what? I think, I, I have no doubt your wife would be able to spend that $1 million pretty quick. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know what she's spending on. But I, I'm telling you, she'd be able to spend it. If I came to your pastor, pastor, I love this church, I love this area, I, I think you blow these walls out, and I think you have a bigger auditorium, I'm going to write you a check for $2 million for this church. Guaranteed, he'd be able to spend that money. And you want to know something? Each and every one of you could do the same. And we think, wow, a million dollars. Well, listen, it's nothing. The greatest thing that we could do in our lives is to introduce somebody to Jesus Christ. And here it is, because it's eternal. It's forever. It's called what? Not temporary life, but eternal life. And boy, if we view our lives as, wow, tomorrow morning, God is going to bring somebody across my path so I could share the transforming message of Jesus Christ with them. Man, when I go and, and get my coffee at Wawa, Wawa, is that right? Wawa? Wawa, okay? All right? Right there at, at Wawa, okay? I, I'll be able to give them a gospel track and say, hey, listen, love to come, invite you to Open Door Baptist Church, but on the back... More important than coming to church is the greatest message in all the world. It's what Jesus did for you. Now, if you view that, listen, going to Walmart would be an adventure to you. Then you think about this. Once that becomes an adventure, you realize then that you have a purpose. You have a life's purpose. You know, a lot of times people say, well, why am I here? What am I doing? It seems like I'm just in this rut. Yeah, Monday morning, I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, I jump in my car, I go to work, and I travel back, and I get home about 6, and I, and I eat some grub, and, and I turn on the TV, I watch a little bit of news, and talk to the wife, and play with the kids a little bit, and then I go to bed, and I'm up again at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm doing it all over, over again, over and over. And you look at it, and you say, you know what? I really don't have a purpose. But listen, if you view your life as an adventure, that God might bring somebody into your life so that you might introduce them to the Lord Jesus Christ, you realize that you have a purpose. Your purpose, listen, is to shine for the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, let my light shine for you. So view your life as, a, as an adventure and then become a purpose and then it will go into a fulfillment Listen, you won't look at the things of this world. You know, that, man, that, 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 that's not fulfilling. That's not lasting. And listen, some of you in here, you've tasted the things of this world. And by your own testimony, you would say, they're not satisfying. They're not fulfilling. Hey, I've tasted it. I've experienced it. And all it is is cotton candy. It tastes good for a second, and then it's, it's gone. That's what this world promises. Cotton candy. 
And you know that you've, because you've experienced it. But all I'm saying, listen, if, if you view your life as adventure, as you view your life, once you, you, you're viewing it as an adventure, there's a purpose, and then there's a fulfillment that comes into your life, and you realize, wow, it's a joy to serve Jesus. Man, what a thrill to live for God and to view every day. I'm on a mission today. I'm on a mission. That God has something for me to do today. And listen, God has something for you to do. Each and every one of you. Listen, God doesn't want you to get into that rut. God wants you to get out of that rut and realize there's a fulfillment that comes into our lives when we live for him on purpose. And we view our lives as an adventure. Man, can I tell you, it's like Disneyland 365 days a year without paying the, the annual pass price, amen? Serving the Christ is free. And then there comes just the internal investments. Boy, think about it. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, chapter 6, lay not up yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. Let me ask you, how rich are you that way? How much treasure have you sent before you? An eternal investment. As you live for the Lord, the Bible even says, as you even give a cup of water, I think the new translation is a cup of coffee. Amen. You've done it in, in my name. And listen, you're not going to lose your reward. Listen, we need to be busy realizing that God has a mission for us. Now, why, as we look at these benefits, you know, an adventure, a purpose, and fulfillment, and a sense of an eternal investment. Man, I'm telling you, these are personal benefits, man. These are like, wow, I'm able to experience this in my own Christian life. Now tonight, for these remaining few minutes, I want to just share with you just four reasons why we should be involved. Just four quick reasons. Number one is this. It is very simple, but I think if we allow these simple truths really to kind of be our pillars all right? Listen, what happens is this, we won't be up and down Christians. You know, we won't be on fire one day and then we can't find you the next. All right? But we'll have a sense of steadiness. There'll be a sense of resilience in our lives. A sense of perseverance that will be continuing moving forward for the cause of Christ. And the first principle is this, is that people matter to God. And I'm telling you, I know that's simple, but I'll tell you what motivates me in my Christian life is realizing that God loves me. And listen, I, I, I don't want to get over that simple truth. And, and listen, don't grow beyond that. Realize and revel in the wonderful truth that God loves you. His love for you is unconditional. Listen, we're not worthy of his love. We don't deserve his love. We can never, you know, try to earn his love. But he loves you and me. 
And not only that, but listen, he loves this world. He loves every single person on planet Earth. As we were at the pastor's house this afternoon, he was showing us uh, a little clip of his trip to Africa. And, and I saw those, just those people, and I'm thinking, you know what? God loves those people. Thank God for that missionary family that's there and preaching and, and helping and loving and giving of themselves. And here we sit and say, wow, we commend those missionaries. And we should. But hey, listen, when we walk outside these doors, can I tell you something? You have a mission field. You have a mission field. Now, we, we just think the mission fields, you know, is in Africa or in Mexico or in the Philippines. No, listen, it's in Howell. There's 60,000 people within just a few miles of this church. And listen, if they don't know Christ, one day when they die, they're going to spend eternity separated from God. And as a church, individually, you've got to ask yourself, what am I doing about that? And realize, listen, God, listen, God loves them just as much as he loves you. God loves them. Micah, come up here for a minute. Hurry up, buddy. Foot fire. We were at a restaurant, and I heard two or three people make this comment about this boy. Wow, what a fine young man. What a fine young man. Now, if they really knew him, they probably wouldn't say that. Just teasing. He's a fine young man. But you want to know something? God loves him. But I cannot say this. That teenager at the mall that looks real rough on the outside. He might be wearing his ball cap a little crooked. I'm not sure if they do it here, but they kind of have their droopy drawers. And I'm not sure. You want to here? Let me say this. God loves that person just as much as he loves this young man. Church, don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that God loves everyone equally. And as a church, we need to realize that every single person matters to God. Now, now listen, that, that, that truth was hard for me to comprehend because I'll be honest with you, I was not too lovable. I was a rebel. I was a rebellious teenager. I rebelled against authority. I had a heart that was twisted. And when I heard that God loved me, I said, no, you, no he doesn't. Because God wouldn't love somebody like me. Because I don't even like myself. when I came to the realization and just sitting there and listening to the preaching and understanding that God loves Jerry Fursa. And he loved me so much that he was willing to die for me. I mattered that much to God. And I heard a voice from heaven in my heart. God loves you that same way. But God loves people outside of these four walls in this community 
that same way. For God so loved what? The world. And here it is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. He loved us first. God is the prime mover in salvation. He is the one. He initiated. He came to us. And listen, aren't you glad that God used somebody in your life to bring the message to you? Now listen, listen, because of that, listen, I want to I take this message of redemption. I want to take this message of love and forgiveness and of hope. I want to take this message to somebody else just like me. May we never get over that simple truth that God loves us. People matter to God. The second simple truth. One day, every person will spend eternity somewhere. One day. And may I say this? There's only two places. It's heaven or hell. Now we know this, that we all deserve separation from God in a priceless place called hell because we're all sinners. But because of his loving grace and his mercy and his love, you and I can be saved and pardoned from our sin and we can go to heaven based on what he has done for us. Amen? Now listen. When you leave this place, as you drive up and down these streets, and as you walk into your house and you see your neighbor and you wave, realize this, that that person is going to spend eternity someplace. When you go to work tomorrow, you get on the freeway, you're driving, you see those cars. Every single person that you see is going to spend eternity somewhere. See a busload of kids driving by you. Realize one day those teenagers will spend eternity someplace. I believe with all my heart that God wants us to take the message of salvation to every single person. Go into all the world. Into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. God desires that each and every one of us would take the loving message of Jesus Christ to every single person. Because one day, people will step off into eternity. In Luke 16, talk about the rich man and Lazarus. We know that the rich man died and went to hell and, and Lazarus went up to Abraham's bosom and, and the rich man just basically asked for one request. His one request was simply this. 
may Lazarus come and dip his finger in water and put it on my tongue to quench the torment that I'm in. He didn't ask him for a full bottle of water. He just asked for one drop. Just one drop. As I said earlier, in our, I think yesterday, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home and grew up in a Roman Catholic family. And my mom passed away when I was a teenager. And her side of the family, basically, uh, we kind of lost touch with them once my mom passed away. And, you know, my uh, grandpa, my grandmother, my mom's parents, we just kind of lost contact with them. Um, they heard probably through my cousins, maybe, uh, maybe my sister, um, that, you know, Jerry, they call me Jerry Jr., that Jerry Jr. was, you know, he got religion. You know, he became a Christian. And, and then, you know, he became, you know, he's in the ministry now. And they didn't understand it. They couldn't comprehend it. And, and, and it was a little bit intimidating for me to try to witness to my grandmother, my grandfather. And, and they just couldn't, you know, they just, you know, they just looked, well, that's my grandson. And then we moved out to California, and then we just lost contact. My sister relays the story to me that on my grandfather's deathbed, he didn't call for George, these are all my cousins, or Steve, or Greg, or Jimmy, or Terry. But my grandfather looked at my grandmother and my Aunt Shirley and said, I need to talk to Jerry Jr. I need to talk to Jerry Jr. Because my grandfather knew that he was one step away from eternity. And the only one that he knew at that moment that talked to him about eternity was his grandson. That was basically alienated from the family. But at that dying moment, he says, get Jerry Jr. on the phone. Listen, there's all people around us that are that close to eternity. And they will spend eternity someplace. And that's why it's imperative, church, that each of us view our lives as missionaries, entering the mission field here in New Jersey, taking the wonderful message of Christ to them. At any time, at any place, with any person. And the third principle. And God has commissioned us 
to spread his good news. Jesus told his disciples in John chapter number 20, he says, peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. In our text, Mark 16, 15, go ye, that means you and that means me. Go into all the world and do what? Proclaim or preach the gospel to every creature. Folks, we've been commissioned, we, we, we've been giving the, the marching orders to go into this world with the gospel message. Now the question is this. Will we? Will we take that challenge and take this message to people this week? Teenagers, senior saints, and everybody in between. God wants to use you. I pray that as a church, as we leave, Brother Ron, would you do me a favor? Would you have tracks at that door? And as we walk out, because all this, it's a reminder. And as we leave, I encourage you to take two or three. Men, put them in your shirt pocket. And then when you get up in the morning, as you get dressed, put it in your shirt pocket. And at the end of the day, as you dump, take your keys out and your wallet out and your car keys and, you know, your, your change, you reach in your pocket, your pen. How many tracks you got left? This is something I do every single day of my life. And the reason why is this. If I have five tracks in my pocket now, or seven, Six. If I have six tracks when I go to bed, this is what I do. I'll ask myself, I didn't have one opportunity to talk to somebody? I didn't pass out one today. Lord, did I miss an opportunity? Tomorrow morning, I get up, I'll put these six tracks in my pocket. And hopefully by the end of the day tomorrow, when I wake up and get ready to go to bed, I hope I don't have these six same tracks with me. Because I know one thing, I will rub shoulders with somebody. And so will you. And so will you. And so will you. All of us will. Let's remember, God loves everyone. Let's say that. God loves everyone. God loves everyone. Everyone's going to spend eternity somewhere. Let's say that. Everyone's going to spend eternity somewhere. And number three, God has commissioned us to tell the good news. God has every single one of us. Let's bow our heads for a minute and we're to close in prayer.
Father, I pray that you'd help us as believers to be committed to share your wonderful truth. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for going to the cross and providing salvation for us. If God has used this ministry in any way to be a blessing to you, please take a moment to send us an email to info at opendoornj.org. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at opendoornj.org. Thanks for tuning in.